Let's talk some exchange-traded funds, what to look for in the short and long term. With Mr. Todd Rosenbluth joining us, Director of ETFs at Mutual Fund Research at CFRA. Todd, welcome back to the show. Let's start first with the ETF that's been all the rage, of course, the last couple of years, the ARK funds, in particular ARK. Once again today, uh, Tesla and them all are buckling. Is this having any ripple effect given how popular it's been? What are we seeing right now as a result of some of the weakness, Todd, the rare weakness here? Well, this is, of course, an ETF that holds individual stocks. And so when the stocks go down, that's going to put some pressure on the ETF in general. We're not concerned. We at CFRA have a five-star rating on ARKK based on what's inside the fund, its performance, and we think it's worth that premium price. A lot of money went into this fund in late 2020. Money continued to go in in January. And then we started to obviously see some volatility and, and a bit of the outflows. But investors have actually stayed relatively loyal. And that's something that gives us comfort. We thought there was some people who were late to the party who then would want to leave early when they ran out of you know the, the strong returns. But, but we think there's still a lot of upside to be had. And ARKK is still a strong fund for those that want to be patient with a long-term horizon. Todd, remind me, when you guys are looking at the ratings of these funds, are you talking about a directional view that you have in price or just looking at the structure and the stability of the fund overall? So more of the former. So we at CFRA okay. have a star rating on about 1,900 equity and fixed income ETFs. We're trying to figure out what ETFs have the highest likelihood of outperforming over the next nine months. And so a five-star is not just the past. We like it going forward. Got it. Okay. So sticking with the, the, the bullish take on ARC, looking at uh, the important part of this has been flows, right? We're not seeing like giant outflows. There were a couple days, but then in, from what I understood, the flows just went right back in. Yeah. I mean, there's a very strong following for ARC. One, because of the performance record. Two, investors are increasingly embracing active management. For years, an active manager would have to explain that there wasn't a benchmark they were trying to track. They were actually trying to pick stocks. And that message is getting through. I, you know, I saw you just showed uh, some of the notes we had from the study uh, from an investor study that was out there. And actively managed ETFs are in demand. We're seeing millennial investors. We're seeing uh, the next middle generation that I'm in, uh, the Gen X generation, that's more inclined to look at actively managed ETFs than not just the market cap weighted or the smart beta products that have been around for years. And that's a great sign for not only ARC, but we actually just saw just a few minutes ago that JP Morgan did a filing for some two, two new additional actively managed equity ETFs. Mm. The, the pool is getting more crowded okay, in a good way. Yeah. One of the other funds uh, that you mentioned right now that's gotten a lot of popularity going outside of equities is the JP Morgan Ultra Short Income Fund. So is this looking at uh, bond duration and actually shorting bonds? Is it just avoiding long bonds or long duration products? How does it work? So the short in this case is for the short duration. It's, okay. it's very cash-like in nature. It's looking at the very uh, ultra-short, you know, one one year and under maturity bonds, giving you a bit of income. We've seen popularity, JP Morgan short-term, JPST, MAI, I'm sorry, M-I-N-T, which is a PIMCO actively managed ETF. Uh, some of the other ones from Janus and other firms, they've been popular the last few years. It's just better to earn a little bit of income taking on slight risk instead of keeping it uh, in a money market account the last year or two. 
Okay. You mentioned some of the, in these newer funds that have uh, been coming to market. There's been a lot of applications for the Bitcoin fund. Obviously, every ETF conversation, we got to look at it. I mean, is this just like an overwhelming amount of volume or something? One of these has got to go through. Is that how it works, Todd? So it isn't the, there isn't the number of funds that are banging on the door is going to knock it down. The SEC knows that asset managers want to launch the products. They know that there's some investor demand. We certainly saw in Canada, very strong demand. The SEC just has to get comfortable with Bitcoin in an ETF wrapper and making sure that they're not opening the door for other risks that investors are not aware of. But we're seeing a lineup. We've got a number of firms, half a dozen or so, that have done a filing, others that have filed beforehand that are soon to, you know, to do a filing. We think it's a question of when, not if, but we're skeptical that it could happen this year. It might oh. fall into 2022 uh, just because it takes time to get comfort on this and it takes time to get through the regulatory process. So just because there's been a filing doesn't mean one is coming. Okay. Now, this year, it sounds like you're not convinced it's going to happen this year, Todd. I mean, if anybody knows, it's you. You know ETFs as much as anybody else. What's your gut tell you right now? Our gut is that, again, it's a prior SEC that has put out comments with concerns about a Bitcoin ETF and has rejected or, or encouraged the removal of filings uh, by a number of different firms. We now have a new head of the SEC in Gensler. He may have a differing view. The SEC may have a differing perspective. And that's a lot of maze that I've mm. offered out there. It, you know, it's not a rubber stamp. The SEC, when they do something new, they want to make sure they get it right. But if they go forward, we think it's going to be multiple products that are coming to market at the same time, as opposed to the SEC giving somebody or one firm a head start. Because in this case, second and third and fifth mover advantage does not exist. The yeah. first firm, firm to come to market will will certainly see some investor interest. All right. Uh, Todd, always good to catch up. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Todd Rosenbluth joining us from CFRA. Looking for some sustained strength in ARC, but not ready to believe in the Bitcoin ETF for this year quite yet.